Pizza, pizza, pizza. That's it. And uh, some of the chaos is, as two kids are trying to talk over each other. That never happens in our home, does it, babe? That never happens. Uh, well, Merry Christmas. My name is David. I love being one of the pastors around here. And uh, thank you uh, for joining us this morning to celebrate uh, the reality of Jesus becoming man, God becoming man and dwelling among us. Uh, and, and I'd love your help because there's some questions that are, are percolating in our home that I'd love some clarity. So I'd love you to, to maybe raise your hand if one of these is you guys. So in our home, the question is, do you celebrate with a real or fake tree? How, how many people get a real tree? Maybe from Hans. Nice. The few, the pride, you're still hanging on. That is awesome. That is awesome. The fake tree. You guys get a fake tree. You've converted. You've given it. You've given in. You've given in. Pre-lit? Pre-lit trees? So, so we're thinking maybe if there's some trees on clearance this year, we might try and get a pre-lit fake tree. Um, and then around our home, a, a favorite Christmas movie for us is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, for us, that's a, a special one that, that we love. We love to watch every year. Uh, but the question then becomes is, so for others, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is that not a Christmas movie? So it's not a Christmas movie. Raise your hand if you don't think it's a Christmas movie. Those that think it's a Christmas movie, there we go. And, and you can celebrate with your family for those that don't yet believe that. It's not really Christmas until, what is it, Hans Gruber attacks Yakatomi Tower or whatever it is. That's, uh, and then another one, this, one, this one's really uh, d- divides households. So when you, when you sing Christmas music, do you, can you sing before Thanksgiving or, or does it have to wait till after Thanksgiving? For me, like Christmas movie before Thanksgiving, like I can't, I can't do it. There is still a boundary. There is a line. But man, when trans, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra plays Carol of the Bells. I mean, that, you could play that any time of year, right? Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it just sucks you in um, for whatever your Christmas music preference might be. There is one thing that seems to be true about Christmas. And Dave, would you be willing to bring this up for me? Unlike any other holiday, there is, there is a, uh, an anticipation uh, that we count down to Christmas. Uh, in our homes, we count down uh, to Christmas with these bells, and, uh, and it is something. Not, you don't count down for Thanksgiving, right? You, you don't have a countdown to your birthday. Well, maybe some of you do, and, and you've been telling your significant other, there is X amount of days till my birthday. But usually the, there's something special about the countdown to Christmas. There is something special that is building, and we just heard it. We just heard from the, the story that we read together There is a reality, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. There is this building anticipation for for what Christmas brings. And and yet, in the song we just sang, there's a line in there that, for me, we, we celebrate Christmas by putting on this star uh, as as the countdown culminates, and there's a line. That seems to, I think, speak to maybe where some of us find ourselves. O come, O bright and morning star, and bring us comfort from afar. Dispel the shadows of the night and turn our darkness into light. There's another song comes from O Holy Night. It says, 
a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. And, and, and that's what it feels like to me as I look around uh, our culture, that, that we are a weary people, <laughs> that, that there are challenges, that anxiety seems to be up, that depression that seems to be up, and, and an increase even in those that might not even find this life worth living, that there is a weariness. We are a weary people. And I think maybe if you're a college student that maybe just graduated and, and there's not a prospect of a job and so you find yourself living back at home and, and it's not where you would want to be right now, um, and, and it's probably not where they want you to be right now either, uh, and yet it's where life finds us. Maybe if you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s and and uh, 2023 didn't bring the promise. Maybe there's a, a, a lack of a vocation right now, and, and you're back looking for a job, and, and you thought those days were behind you. And, and so that, that cloud of returning back to that market is, is producing a weariness. Maybe there's just a medical uh, diagnosis that is looming, and, and you know in 2024 that's going to be where you're headed, and yet uh, not sure that's where you want to be headed. Uh, the challenges about maybe this Christmas, um, maybe separated or divorced or some relational challenges in your family that produce attention uh, and, and a, a disappointment of where life finds you. Or maybe there's an empty chair this Christmas uh, where someone was uh, even just a year ago. There is a weariness. And so I want to I read Paul's answer to that reality that in the midst of those challenges, the song says, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. How, how is that possible? I think six of the greatest verses in the entire biblical text are contained in Colossians 1. And here's what Paul says in Colossians 1. That he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. That God became man. There was an invisible God that, that exists in eternity, past, present, future. And in the person of Christ, the visible, the visible presence of that invisible God. Uh, the first of two encouragements I hope you hear this Christmas season. God is with us. That in the midst of the weariness, how can a weary world rejoice? Because God is with you. In the midst of those circumstances, he became visible. Now, I, I think back, uh, I follow an Instagram account, uh, 90s kids, and so this, this showed up on my feed the other day. This, this is how old uh, I am. Uh, does anyone remember overhead projectors? Was that a thing? And you knew it was going to be a sweet day in school when the teacher rolled out this TV and was going to put in a VCR. That's how you knew when he was going to put in a VCR tape. That's how you knew it was going to be a great day at school. Uh, does anybody even remember what a great Friday night would be when, when, when you put in one of these VCR tapes? But you knew you were a good citizen when you were be kind and you, what, rewind. And kids are sitting here going, what's a VCR? What is that thing? That, that there are things in this life that over time become invisible to us. 
They were once visible and then they become invisible. And, and from generation to generation, things that we once knew no longer are aware. And yet the promise of what Paul says, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. We believe in a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is with us. The weary world rejoices because he is with us. He is the greatest person that ever walked this planet. There was a, a, a stat that came across Wikipedia recently. It said Jesus Christ is the number one in top 10 most significant figures in human history, according to new ranking based on Wikipedia. Now you might go, Wikipedia? We're not encouraging people to use Wikipedia's research, right? But but we celebrate that Jesus is the greatest figure in human history. And you might say, David, how can you say that in 2023? I mean, there's so many things that have transpired. And yet, even in that statement, when we say 2023, what are we celebrating? At 2,023 years ago, there was a man that walked this earth, that God became man and dwelt among us. In the midst of the weariness, God is with us. And the second encouragement I want to give you this morning, that God offers the dawn of a new life. That he offers a dawn of a new life. The thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. Why? For yonder breaks a new and glorious morning. And so I often tell my kids this, what you value isn't based upon maybe what you think it's worth, but it's what? What someone's willing to pay for it. Now, every Mother's Day around Oregon, something happens. Does anybody know what happens around Mother's Day? David buys a wonderful gift for his wife. Yes, that happens. But in addition to that, what else happens? There's a town-wide garage sale. And I love my kids because the value of something is not what you have determined, but what someone's willing to pay for it. And so I love this pastime. We were introducing our kids to inviting, maybe selling some of their items. And uh, we had to have the conversation. You know that thing that you might think is like worth 50, 100 bucks? Someone might pay about 50 cents for that thing. So that's just what, what the value is. And yet, what does Paul tell us about the value we have to God? What was the price he paid to redeem and bring people into this dawn of a new life. Here's what Paul tells us. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace in heaven on earth with God and man. How did he do it? By the blood of his cross. The price that he paid to provide the offer of a dawn of a new life for humanity was the cost of his son. That God longs to reconcile humanity to himself. He is with us and he offers the dawn of a new life. And then Paul tells us a little encouragement about what that dawn of a new life could be. All things were created through him and for him and he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. In the midst of the weariness, do you believe that God actually is holding all things together? The, the pain that you're sitting in, the weariness, God actually has the ability to hold. We heard Tana share a little bit of what it means 
to believe that God holds all things together. And yet there's an inevitable response. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morning. Does anybody know the next line? There's a response. Fall on your knees. This world offers life in so many variety of ways. And yet Jesus says he offers life in his name. Where can I find hope in the midst of the weariness? There is a dawn of a new life offered and the response is to fall on our knees to this king. And so I want to read a poem that declares that reality as the worship team comes up to join us as we continue to worship this God. Here's the poem. Because there's coming a day when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God of the Father. There is a response. And yet it is response to this one solitary life. He was born in an obscure village. A child of a peasant woman, he grew up in another obscure village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never had a family or owned a home. He never set foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place he was born. He never wrote a book or held an office. He did none of the things that would usually accompany greatness. While he was still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends deserted him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. And while he was dying, his executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had, his coat. And when he was dead, he was taken down and laid in a borrowed grave. And yet, 20 centuries later have come and gone, and today he is still the central figure for much of the human race. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, and all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not had the effect of the life of this man. He has had an impact upon this earth, none as powerful as this one solitary life, Jesus. God is with us and he offers the dawn of a new life. May we continue to worship the reality of this king.